morning good afternoon good evening and good night welcome to the fly with us podcast this podcast is bringing the art of conversation self-love self-care mental health care and protection life lessons love lessons and everything in between today we're going to talk about going vegan in the new year i'm lady bounce and i am picket fence today's mindfulness minute comes from the book called the hip-hop vegan and what this section is referring to is the four top reasons the african-americans may go vegan the first hip-hop reason is taste this tastes good if all food tastes like this it might make me go vegan this is what the author has heard from many non-vegan friends and family members the second hip-hop reason that most african-americans go vegan is because it's ethical the meat and dairy industry deliberately transport animals to slaughterhouses on remote farms far away from big cities. In addition to that, they tend to deliver the animals during late night hours when we are asleep. Consequently, we never really see the chickens, pigs, and cows tightly packed into trucks like sardines. Number three is environmental. Do you have a cabinet or drawer or a kitchen filled with old plastic bags from the, that you have accumulated from the grocery store? Have you drunk lemonade or Kool-Aid from an old mayonnaise jar? Do you have store leftovers of do you store your leftovers in cool whip plastic containers? If you have answered yes to any of these questions, you have already reduced your environmental waste. And that's something that we have always been known for in our community. The number four reason that most African-Americans decide to go vegan in a hip-hop sense is because of health. According to the documentary, What the Health, Americans' leading health organizations have suppressed valuable information which prevent and aid reverse conical disease. In addition, the filmmaker Kip Anderson uncovers some of the shady collaborations between big food companies and health organizations. While these revelations shocked many people, what triggered most Black people was the factory farms uh, condemning practices of dumping cesspools of pig waste and the water in Black communities. So those are the four main reasons that African Americans may go vegan. Word. Wow. And the last one sounded just disgusting. The visual of it was quite disgusting. I just want to put that out there. As a vegan in the making, you know, I play one on TV, as they say. Uh, yeah, that sounded quite nasty. But everything else, uh, um, I, I think I'm, I'm with all of those reasons. So with that being said, we have a special guest on the show. She's an entrepreneur, a business owner, a chef, a mom, a daughter, an amazing just woman in our community because i see you in these community streets doing your thing miss <laughs> ria welcome to the show of vegan it is vegan it is eats yes i know i always forget that part i just be like vegan it is because that's what it is it's okay well, welcome to the show too. thank you <laughs> all right so sir picket it's on you as the resident vegan on this here stage all right so this let's duo. Okay, so let's jump into it. How long have you been vegan? I have been vegan since 2019, like the fall-ish of 2019. 
And, and what was the what were some of the reasons that made you decide to go vegan? Um, some of the reasons, like it started for me. We um earlier the part of that year, my church had did the Daniel fast, and so we basically eliminated everything for the most part. And I noticed that I did have a lot more energy, but I really at that time I didn't equate the food to energy. Like I really didn't have that knowledge or that concept, so I didn't think anything about it. Um, once the fast was over, I went back to my regular diet, and then my mother they had a cancer scare with her and so the doctors was like you know she's going to have to start eating better she has to change you know some of the things she eats and like my mom is like old school like fried chicken mountain dew i mean and that's how i grew up you know if it was good for them you know it was like it's good for y'all and eventually we just had to like make this change and make this switch and i started cooking stuff for her cooking lunch for her and she started taking it to work and people were like, oh my gosh, this is so good. Like, can Rhea make this for me? Or can she do this? Or can she do that? And I'm like, I guess. So at that point, um, I would say that it kind of just like pushed me into business. And prior to um, taking the leap of faith and doing entrepreneurship full time, I was a social service supervisor. So my business was kind of like my thing on the side. And now it's my main squeeze. Word up. That's, that's a dope story. So um, you said you parlayed it into entrepreneurship. So tell people about your business. So I have a vegan food business down at Second Street Market. I'm open Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Friday and Sunday from 11 to 3. Saturdays and Sunday. Saturday from 9 to 3. And down there, you can um, come in and really... I change, I do rotate the menu, but you can get like tacos. I've got a pecan mushroom meat mixture. You can get soups. You can get salads. You can get cold pressed juice items. You can also get snacks. All kinds of things. Like I just kind of rotate the menu in and out. So um, I'm always switching up the experience. I like that. So how do you decide what goes on the menu? Like, do you try it first? Are you like this might be good? So, for the most part, everything I've served, I have already had at some point. Now, there have been times where maybe I knew that I wanted to add something, but it was gone at the store. So, I had to kind of improvise or I ran out of something and I had to go utilize one of maybe the produce vendors or the mushroom vendor, you know, somebody else within the market. But... You do get a couple times where I'm just vibing. Like, I'm just going out vibes. I, I play my music and I say, you know what? This is going to be good. Like, we're going to put this together. We're going to put this together. And I'm going to put a whole lot of love in it. And I'm going to just serve it to the people. That's dope. So what's the duration of a menu? How long will you keep the same menu? So I do have a few things that are staples. Um, so those things are going to stay until as for as long as I'm there. Um, the things that rotate in and out, I usually do like a savory Sunday special. So on Sundays, that's really usually the difference, um, where there's like a new menu item, but I'm always introducing just new things because a lot of times people think vegan is boring and they think you eat the same thing and you really don't like you have more options, um, on a plant-based and a vegan diet. Then sometimes you kind of do, you know, on, a regular standard American diet. 
Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree with that. Um, so the soul free uh, Sundays. What what kind of things do you have for like Sunday dish? So this Sunday, I'll actually be running like a intro to like a Thanksgiving stove. So I'll have more of like um, some Thanksgiving type items, but usually just something comforting. You know, on Sundays after church, you know, people love like a good meal, you know, and if some people are just, you know, some people don't go to church and that's okay too. Um, but you know, like we all love comfort food. And so I just think of Sunday, I think of, you know, comfort food right before you get ready to go, you know, into your week, whatever that looks like. So it's really usually something just comforting, something filling, something, I would have to say something, something traditional. That's it. That's the word I want to use, traditional. Because like, you know, growing up, I, after church, I mean, we're driving through KFC, you know, or driving through Lee's or driving through wherever. And so it was like tradition. So when I think of like a Sunday soulful special or however I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of tradition. You know, what, what if after we got chicken, my mom always had something cooking. Like might it might have been pot roast, you know, it might have been meatloaf. It might have been something else. So I'm always thinking of that um, tradition and then bringing like a vegan flair to that. That's dope. I like That's that. Dope. And you you mentioned your mom. And so since you mentioned your mom, I have to give your mom like the dopest shout out because I've worked at your mom before at a couple of different schools. And when it came time for carrying, your mom was on. Okay. So so why wow. not gonna leave her you know, know. not gonna leave her um alone. You know, so like her so I've experienced her cooking. I've eaten your food before, like at different festivals and whatnot. So I can honestly say that that you definitely got that that cooking gene from your mom because your mom throws down when it, when it's carrying time. We like where Miss Atkins at? Is she she cooking? And she ain't cooking. I ain't eating. Did she make the cake? Oh, we store bought. No, I don't want none of that. I, yeah. So so yeah, we have to definitely give moms a shout out yeah, for that because for sure. listen. Okay, I'm sorry. That was just that was I was no, having a whole ahead. moment. Yes, so now. When it, when it comes to your other family members, have you been able to to get them to at least try vegan stuff? You know, a lot of times our families are those holdouts. Nah, girl, if it ain't fried and it ain't good and dead and bloody, I don't want it on my plate. So how do you deal with that with your family? So believe it or not, we just throw it up there and my family they're more so like if it tastes good at this point now they know like they have to ask me okay what is this because I know it's not xyz but we actually for Thanksgiving when we go with my mom and my dad and my grandmother and all of them their sides are actually vegan so I actually make all vegan sides and they add their turkey or their ham, you know, what you know, whatever they decide, whatever meat item they usually decide. And we've been doing that for the last few years. And it's it's worked. I mean, they don't really they don't really question it anymore because people I think essentially we are wired for good food. You know, like we love good food. And I think more than anything, if the food is good, I don't think we have too many questions. You know, like we might say, like, this is good. Okay, now what is it? But we, right. I don't think that we'll we'll turn down a good meal. Right. So they just eat. If they want to eat, they eat. And if not, then, you know, they just starve, I guess. 
<laughs> I, I I definitely have to agree with that. You know, like I said, I'm I'm not vegan, but Pickett is, and so as a result, I'm learning how to like dabble in a vegan dish here and there, and then I'm eating it too, and I'm like, this is actually pretty good. Like I might there might be something to this. I think the only thing that's stopping me from going all the way is that I love cheese. And even though, like, there's cheese alternatives, I haven't found one that hits me the way that cheese does. And I love chicken. Like, chicken and macaroni and cheese is actually my favorite meal. And I have not. And, and while I've had really good vegan replacements, I haven't had one that's good enough to make me be like, okay, I can do this for the duration. Because I have to have my chicken and macaroni and cheese. And then pizza, of course. So, but... A lot of the other stuff, you know, I already don't eat beef and pork. So I'm I'm halfway there. Jay is definitely more there than me. So I sample his stuff when he doesn't, you know, ruin it with hot sauce and turmeric <laughs> and pepper. Like he can, he makes really good food, but then he like ruin it with the hot sauce. And I'd be like, yeah, I don't want it now. Or like the jalapeno peppers or something. Like, why do you have to make it good? And then it got nasty. <laughs> don't be laughing at me, Jay. I'm for, I mean, I've always, that's for me, I've always eaten spicy food. Even when I was a toddler, I ate spicy food. It's just genetically embedded in me from my people. We we eat spicy food. You know, I have a, a large multicultural background, so we eat spicy food. Mm, okay, that makes sense. So, what I was going to say is when you try your substitutes again, like whatever you decide you want to try, I always tell people who are like, I can't give up chicken. I can't give up my meat. I always tell people, if you were to take chicken out of the package and not season it, put it in your flour and fry it, you would not like it because there is no seasoning in it. So the seasoning and the spices is what really makes your food. So if you take the seasonings that you use and you put them and then you have to watch the label because nowadays they're like hiding like milk powder and butter fat and things and i'm not understanding why so watch your you know watch your label for sure but if mm -hmm. you take that and you find a substitute that you're like okay maybe i'll try this with cauliflower because really all we're looking for when we you know say like oh i gotta have that fried chicken is the seasoned outside you know what i mean the meat on the inside is just texture so it's not without seasoning or without soul or without love it, it is just nothing like it is disgusting and so think of that when you put that towards like your next um, venture, if you want to try like a, sub a meat substitute, jackfruit's really good, um, like fried jackfruit nuggets. And again, it's about the breading, you know what I mean? It's about the seasoning. And then same for cauliflower. Those are just like some of my two like favorite like go-tos. And then even the um, portobello mushroom, those are really good. You, you know, you just slice them and I guess batter them yeah. and fry them. And there was Jay. What kind of mushrooms were those that you had that you made like chicken? Those were those um, oyster No, they weren't the trumpet. Yeah, they yeah, were the no, regular oyster. Mushrooms are good. Those are really now. Good. I did like that. That it tasted when he he made us chicken one night, and then he made made himself some of those with like similar seasonings on the chicken. I was like, no, this is good. Like I could get with that. Um, cauliflower. I don't know me cauliflower. Yeah, I, 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 I haven't you know, found cauliflower. It's, 
it's tricky, but mush, the oyster mushrooms are a great substitute too. That's probably my absolute favorite. Yeah, yeah I love oyster mushrooms. I love uh, lion's mane mushrooms. I've had that for like a like a fake po' boy sandwich. I've had lion's mane. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, mushrooms are and as people don't realize how important essential mushrooms are period to our existence. So they're yeah. definitely a great substitute. I definitely agree. Yeah, I can, I can definitely get with them with mushrooms. I do like mushrooms. So when I do have, you know, vegan foods, anything that they use the mushrooms for to substitute for meat, I'm like, okay, now this I could get with this I could eat. Mm-hmm. Still not on that cauliflower, no. Just no. <laughs> but I like Brussels sprouts and I like all my other vegetables. I even eat peas. I can't, I just, I can't get with the cauliflower, like cauliflower pizza crust. Like cauliflower is just not supposed to be certain things. It's not supposed to be mashed potatoes. It's just, it's, it's not supposed to be not those supposed things. to be certain things. That is hilarious. <laughs> so, so tell people some of the benefits. Um, you mentioned more energy but what are some of the other benefits of being plant-based or vegan so definitely i would say the energy and then a lot of us a lot of us have a lactose issue that we just don't want to talk about you know that we ignore because you know we love cheese or we love ice cream or we love milk you know and all of these things and that that's fine but that is probably the i would say one of the greatest benefits when you're looking at how you feel because a lot of times when we have that that added sugar protein and milk protein and all of that stuff from dairy products are that's what makes our bodies tired from trying to break it down you know and i don't know tmi for you some people i don't know but you know if you're like eating dairy and you're like oh shoot i gotta hurry up and go to the bathroom like, don't you want to, like, sit and eat and, like, not have to hurry up and run to, you know, run to right. the bathroom afterwards? And so, aside from that, anybody with a lactose allergy or, um, and as we get older sometimes, too, that's when it gets worse. So, that that's one of the, the greatest ones. Um, of course, another one is just the way that um, these slaughterhouses are really you know, kind of doing what they do nowadays. You also are, you know, saving animals for real because they really do suffer some some torture. You know what I mean? I'm not, we're not going to go all the way there, but aside from that, mm-hmm. of course. And then I would also say, like, I know for me, like, growing up, I had really, really, really bad eczema. Like, I got picked on all the time because my eczema was so bad. And two of the main flare-ups were dairy and chocolate. And once I gave up, well, milk chocolate, better yet, because you can have dark chocolate as long as it doesn't have milk in it. Some do, some don't. Anyway, and so for me, um, my skin issues, like I have not had an an eczema flare-up or breakout, I would say sense of really being vegan and flushing that out because it takes about two weeks for dairy to flush out of your body um after you've had it somewhere around there meat is about 30 to 35 days it just depends but every 30 days our bodies are making like new cells based on the food that we just ate so you can really change your life believe it or not in 30 days really in two weeks but then you add two more weeks to that you can really shift your life in 30 days 
but um my eczema my skin cleared up like i had more glowing skin less breakouts just because my my body is not being filled with so much more toxins than you know than meat and in the dairy and don't get me wrong because i had somebody the other day was like well froze up there. Yeah. Okay, so we got a, a slight technical difficulty. We'll give it a, a second and see if it there it is. It's it's buffering. All right, looks like she's back there. It be froze and can't. Well, you know, while we're, while we're waiting, you know, um, you know, I've heard a statistic that a large portion of African Americans are not only lactose intolerant but wheat intolerant also. Uh, it's like a lot of evidence that talks about you know that being a, a problem uh not only wheat gluten and lactose tolerance is widely spread throughout the african-american community and that's something that you know you might think that you know like i said you're eating it and you, you know you it might become it may become normal to you like ah that's kind of you know, I got to go to the bathroom right after, but that might be something that you really want to look at is those different things, wheat, gluten, and lactose, as far as uh, is your body intolerant. Yeah, I, I noticed too, like it, like she mentioned, it, it does kind of happen when you're older because for you, the lactose intolerance didn't happen until you were older, but you yeah, grew up your whole life having milk, having cheese, having dairy, and then you got about what? 18 or so and then it about, just yeah, about, the body was like yeah, yeah we don't late want that teens, early 20s yeah late teens early 20s and then for our son it was um early 20s late teens same thing and now we have a daughter who's starting to experience that in her late teens right and she's so. she's mentioned she's just 18 and just like Rio was talking about she she noticed after having a, a a drink from Starbucks that 30 minutes later her stomach started to bubble and she felt like she was gonna you know lose herself so she rushed into the bathroom and I'm like wow it's it is it's strange and funny at the same time that it, it seemed to hit both of them around the same age you were when it hit you mm -hmm. and I don't I don't have that as of yet you know so it hasn't hit me me yet which is you know i'm happy about well i still don't like i don't really drink a lot of milk i do consume a lot of cheese but i i even try to be mindful of that but definitely that that lactose intolerance is, is real heavy in our community and i noticed the the kids at school like i i don't understand for the life of me why we serve milk in school to teenagers because teenagers don't drink milk Every day when I'm doing lunch duty, the kids are like, can I go get some water or can I get a juice? I'm like, well, orange juice don't go with pizza, but they'd rather have an orange juice than chocolate milk with their pizza. Like, 
I don't know what it is. I don't know if teenagers are too cool to drink milk or if this is around a time, you know, for them that the lactose no. intolerance is setting in. But teenagers just, don't drink milk. Can we? Yeah, I just don't you think know, milk I never. To the FDA, like, yeah, milk doesn't go with everything. Even, you know, when I was able to drink milk before I realized I was lactose intolerant, milk doesn't go with pizza. Milk doesn't go with a hamburger. It just doesn't go with anything. And for people that are having a hard time getting off milk, what I always say is have you ever seen an adult cow drink milk? No, because they Here, don't. Give it a I'm just saying they don't. We're probably the okay. only species that drinks milk after our infancy stage. And then we don't even drink the milk from where we're supposed to drink the milk. We drink the milk from another animal. So it's just kind of weird when you think about it. And I think that that's a, like I said, uh, the reason that a lot of the African-American community have this either gluten, lactose, or wheat intolerance. It's like a big number. So it's just like, you know, you may ignore it or just think like, you know, you may become used to having these problems, upset stomach when you eat certain things instead of really going to um, check it out. And, and so what are some of easy steps that people can do to moving towards being? You mentioned that your church went on a Daniel fast. What are some some small steps that people can start doing to become more plant-based or vegan? So I tell people if they're able to start with one meal a day. So whether that's your breakfast, your lunch, your dinner, start with one meal a day and see how you feel and, and see if you like it. And then you start just kind of adding in daily piece by piece because sometimes you know if we look at something in excess we get overwhelmed and then we're like I'm not even going to do it it's just too many steps it's just too much and that's okay so I tell people take it in stride do what you know you can handle and so that may be for somebody well I'm get starting with one meal a day and then just moving forward to actually then start saying okay you know what i could really do this i'm finding my flow and then after that you look up you don't even look back yeah i think that's um that's a good good way to do it i know me i i did it in stages like i hadn't had pork or since 92 um, it has, then I went to beef. I hadn't had beef since 95. And then chicken probably around 2012, 2013. And then like around 2018, I was on a set of a video shoot. And afterwards, we were like, let's go get some fish because I was still eating fish. And once I had that fish, I just like didn't feel right. And that, that day I was like, I'm done. I'm, I'm just done. So ever since then, it was just like no looking back. And and I like you said earlier, you could feel the difference. And even if, like you said, you, um, shout out to our friend TK from TK and AM Bonfire Radio. It's start off, like you said, simple step. Incorporate a salad a day. And there's so many different variations of ways that you can have a salad. And that would give you, you know, a good source of energy, especially if you use a lot of different leafy greens in that. Um, now, before we get out of here, you already mentioned where your spot is in the hours. Um, tell some other ways that people would able to get in contact with you to get more information from you. 
So I'm available. Um, but then you, you can. Also get a hold of me on my website, www.veganitiseats.com. Okay, can you repeat that again? We lost you for a second. We got the last part, but what was the first part? Can you guys hear me? Uh, yeah, the it, it kind of froze up. up. We got your, yeah, the first part kind of got cut off. We got the website, and then you're at Second Street Market. Oh, okay. so I was just giving the hours again on Fridays and Sundays, 11 to 3, and on Saturdays, 9 to 3. Okay, cool, okay. cool. Cool. And, and once again, before we get out of here, with all the work that you do, what do you do for self-care? Um, I guess it depends on the day and the mood. I'll just go with what I did today. I went shopping. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's a I good. Yeah, I, that's what I did today. So it just depends on you know the day the mood what you know what what i'm what i'm feeling or or what i may need it looks different most days um what's today wednesday so monday for me i read a book i read a chapter okay. in a book that i'm reading uninterrupted silent had a candle uh had a candle burning and it was just the best thing ever that's dope. That's dope. I like it. That's dope. I've I've learned for myself that I've become a big reader. Growing up, I didn't like reading at all, but the older I get, I really force myself to get into read. So that's dope. And as always, before we end the show, we got to end the show with some doom, 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 doom. brain science, science, science. All right, so this week we're going to talk about how going vegan can affect your body and your brain. And some of these things may sound familiar because our beautiful guest just mentioned some of them. Um, your microbiome will improve. Research has shown, has shown that people on a vegan diet tend to have a healthier gut microbiomes or the collection of good bacteria that live in your digestive tract. This is in part due to the fiber vegan eaters get from a veggie and whole foods whole grain rich diet fiber helps cultivate healthy gut back bacteria i like that one it can also lower the inflammation in your gut thus reducing acid reflux if you are a person who suffers from GERD or frequent heartburn they recommend a plant-based vegan-based diet as most of you know for most of your diet because those things naturally line your stomach and make it so um you don't have those issues it also boosts and speeds up your metabolism which i need that okay okay it causes it helps with we weight all. loss <laughs> I, I know right it helps with weight loss plant-based diets have long been recommended for weight loss since vegetables tend to have more nutrients and fewer calories than animal products Research has also shown that people who are vegan can often end up overweight by eating supplemental things that are not fruits and vegetables. So, yeah, Raymond noodles are vegan, but they're also heavy processed, heavy in salt, heavy in things that are not good for you. So you have people to go, well, I'll eat meat in my noodles, but you eat the noodles and the noodles is what's actually bad for you. 
in the beginning of going on a vegan diet, so like like our guest said, take small steps because in the beginning you may feel a little foggy, you may feel a little bit tired as your body gets used to this new energy burn that you're experiencing. It will cause you to feel, you know, tired because your body's working better. But in the beginning, it's like anything else. In the beginning, it's it's down and then it comes up and you'll notice a huge difference. There are ways to get um, iodine which people usually find that in eggs, but there are other foods that contain iodine that you can eat that will um, help you keep your thyroid healthy, regulate your energy and your metabolism and your mood. That's important. Vegetables like broccoli, Brussels sprouts, and sweet potatoes can provide the choline and the iodine that you need from salt, table salt, and maybe some supplements, but even be careful about taking just over-the-counter vitamins and stuff like that. It's much better to use your food as medicine, as Deb Perez said. Make your food your medicine. Um, you may lower your risk of heart disease. Researchers have found that eating more beans and less beef and other variations of vegan diets is good for your heart, reducing your risk of heart disease by as much as 24%. This is likely due to the fact that vegans tend to have lower levels of cholesterol and saturated fat, which are found in the abundance in red meat, cheese, and other animal products. Plant-based diets also have been found to help reduce blood sugar, which can reduce your risk for type 2 diabetes. And if you know anything about African Americans, we are at the top when it comes to diabetes. We have nicknames for it. Oh, I got the sugar or I'm a diabetico, you know, and we, we tend to make light of it. But these are actually very serious health issues that we can eradicate by going vegan. You can also reduce your risk of some cancers. A vegan diet cuts out processed meats, which have increasingly been linked to a range of deadly cancers, including colon, kidney, and stomach cancers. You may have more energy and even sleep better. Anyone who's ever sat down to a huge steak or hefty turkey dinner knows the drowsiness that comes afterwards. That's because animal-based foods can take a lot of energy to digest due to their high protein and fat content. As a result, if you switch to a plant-based diet, you may feel more energized. That's especially the case if you're eating plenty of nuts, legumes, quinoa, and whole grains, which can provide a sustained boost of an energy of energy due to a mix of macronutrients like healthy fats, complex carbs, and proteins. These foods also have a low glycemic index, which keeps your blood sugar stable over time, helping you to avoid an energy crash. And here's one that you mentioned, your skin may improve. Going vegan can improve your complexion for two reasons. One, eliminating dairy has been linked to acne, has been linked to acne and increasing your fruit and vegetables intakes Add micronutrients to your diet that are linked to healthier skin, thus eliminating the acne. Patients who follow a primarily plant-based diet report brighter complexions and less bloating in their face. It may help relieve the symptoms of autoimmune and inflammation disorders. When your immune system attacks your body's own tissues instead of invaders like bacteria, viruses, and allergens, this can cause symptoms like exhaustion, joint pain, and skin rashes. A vegan diet helps to eliminate that, which is important. And just fun fact, tennis star Venus Williams has said that her new raw vegan diet has mitigated the extreme fatigue caused by her rare autoimmune disease called Sejogen's syndrome, which I didn't even know that she had. 
Now, one drawback, the only drawback in this whole brain science about having a vegan diet, which I kind of touched on earlier, is eating too much sugar and processed foods. We tend to go for the quick, for the convenient. When you are vegan or plant-based, you do have to buy more fresh fruits and vegetables. You do do a lot more cooking and that is better for you. When you take the time to actually prepare your meal, you're getting all the senses involved. You can hear it sizzling. You can smell it. You see it. When you go to taste it, it's going to be much more satisfying than if you reach for something just processed off the shelf that says it's vegan or says it's vegetarian. Those things are usually cured with salt, which are bad for your, your cholesterol and other you know parts of your body, which is one thing that Pickett often has an issue with, is trying to find those quick foods that are convenient, you know, for him to take for lunch that don't require a lot of cooking because he doesn't have a lot of time. But those foods are also less healthier for you than if you cook it yourself. So what he's been doing is getting up in the morning and cooking something to take for lunch, and that has made a huge difference in his cholesterol, blood pressure, all of that stuff. So. If you eat nothing but microwave noodles and chips and granola bars, by contrast, yes, that is vegan, but it isn't great for your body since you are likely to get a lot of sugar and saturated fats without a lot of vitamins. When you decide that you are going to go vegan, like our guest said, take small steps. Your brain and your body will thank you later. Word up. Word up. <laughs> Well, we want to thank you for being a part of the show today. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, and once again, tell the people how they can get with you, uh, the website. Well, just tell them the store hours. I think that's the part that got cut off. Tell them your store oh, hours. Okay, so Fridays, um, Fridays and Sundays, 11 to 3. And on Saturdays, 9 to 3, I'm at 2nd Street Market, 600 East 2nd Street, Dayton, Ohio, 45402. Word up. Um, Lady Bounce, you got anything to add to it? Nope. I I think we'll be there this, this weekend trying to grab us something to eat. <laughs> Definitely. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right. That's our show for this week. Remember, you can find us wherever you find your favorite podcast, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music. Um, you can also follow us on Facebook, Fly With Us Podcast. And you remember, every day we share a daily self-care assignment, something that you can do for little to no cost that will benefit your life tremendously. That's the Fly With Us podcast on Facebook. It's your boy, Pick a Fence. I'm your girl, Lady Bounce. We out of here. Peace. See ya. Peace.